your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Well, our next uh, subject may or may not directly apply to working at the National Assembly, but we are notorious in this country for working long hours, longer than any other OECD nation last year at 2,285 on average. Sweden, on the other hand, has been experimenting with a six-hour workday since last year, and the findings are positive. Sharply reduced absenteeism, improved productivity and better worker health. At 7.39, let's get the views of Dr. Russell Clayton, Assistant Professor of Management at St. Leo University in the United States. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for taking the time. Can we just clarify, how did the 9 to 5 or even 9 to 6 become the norm? Sure. It depends on where you look, Alex. Um... You know, originally when Robert Owen came to the States, um, he had this idea of dividing the 24-hour day into thirds, and he's famous for his, you know, his saying of eight hours of labor, eight hours of recreation, and eight hours of rest. Mm. Uh, so some attribute that um, as the origin of the eight-hour workday. Others a little more recent to when Henry Ford started his Ford factories here in the United States, that he just wanted to have eight-hour work shifts so that he could have three during the day, and he found that he could pay workers more to work eight hours and that they got more work done. Uh, so there's varying views on that. That's the two that sort of resonate with me. Incidentally, though, here only 26% of workers actually finished on time anyway. Uh, according to the government, would would they be able to get more done in those hours? Some instinctively would say yes. We're seeing findings that suggest not. Right, and and I agree. The findings typically tell us, Alex, that just because we work more hours, we're really not getting much more done. Uh, and the cause of that uh, is that we know from research that, that us as humans, we have an attention span of about an hour, an hour and a half maximum. So just because we're working 10 hours or 12 hours, we may not be getting as much done as say if we were working six hours or seven hours. And that attention span's probably appropriate for watching football. When you're doing something less interesting, maybe it's reduced considerably, right? I mean... You, you got it. Um, as far you as... You got it. And, and Sorry, we've got a slight delay in the line here, so I'll, I'll just ask you, Dr. Clayton, to, to clarify on this uh, how shorter hours can mean greater productivity. Sure, Alex. You know, I believe that shorter hours are going to lead to productivity because of, like we just mentioned, our attention span as humans is fairly small, about an hour. Uh, also, it gives us the opportunity, if we can take micro breaks within those six-hour work days to recharge, that's going to boost our creativity. Um, and just as a whole, 
work as a workforce, if we're working six hours, we're not going to be quite as burnt out as if we were working eight to ten hours during the day. And this idea of burnout, this stress that comes from being on the job for so long, that really does wreak havoc on our workforce. I sense, though, if we were to suddenly roll out six-hour working days in Korea, there would be great fears that that would be taken advantage of. Is that a realistic concern? I believe that is very much a realistic concern, Alex. Uh, I say in Korea, in America, and, and several other countries, you know, there is a lot of fanfare about six-hour work weeks uh, being great. Uh, however, I think if you look at it from the opposite side, workers are potentially going to take advantage of the fact that now they're only required to be in for six hours. And the, the supervisors, the employers, they could take advantage. They could try to pack more in six hours. They could try to make the work more difficult. Uh, so there are some potential negatives associated with implementing a six-hour workday in somewhere like Korea. The thing is, when we look at this uh, at a macro scale, we, we don't account for individuality. You might be the boss of a smaller enterprise with maybe 10 employees, and five of them might be really efficient uh, and able to handle shorter hours. In fact, be better with shorter hours. Others might be just better suited. It might be their personality to, uh, to work later and be more productive after hours. We, we can't really ignore those sort of individual circumstances either, can we? I agree, Alex. You know, as humans, we... Uh, as you mentioned, there are all sorts of personal characteristics that are going to impact if we're better suited for six hours to eight hours to ten hours of working. And your example of a small business with ten employees, uh, that's a great example because if five of them are well suited for that six-hour workday, that's great. But what about the other five versus if you're a large organization with a 100 to a 1,000 workers uh, you can implement this idea of staggering where a group comes in for six hours early or, say, the middle six hours of the workday. That can't be done with a small business with 10 to 15 to 20 employees. Mm. It's difficult at a government level, though, then to legislate for this. You can't impose that on everybody without having a lot of SMEs up in arms. Right. If you, if the government tries to uh, impose this on every single business, I believe it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, I believe there have to be a lot of stipulations uh, where uh, you know businesses with fewer than 50 employees say aren't required to abide by the six-hour workday, or you know businesses that work in certain industries perhaps are not required to abide by the six-hour workday. I don't think you can do a blanket statement that requires every organization to abide by it. I just don't think it's feasible. Yeah. What about ways of actually implementing shorter hours, though, and maintaining or even enhancing productivity? C could this be something that's staff-led, that there could be initiatives through, say, targets, what, you know, so that it's a very visible thing? You've met your target you can go home rather than being frowned upon for not diligently staying until your boss has left? 
Sure. I believe it depends on the type of work that's being done, Alex, whether it's someone who's working in a, uh, a knowledge-type job versus someone perhaps who's working in a job where they're just doing repetitive work. Uh, in the case of the worker who is doing the same type of work day in and day out, uh, I definitely see where if they hit a target, then then yes, keep them on that six-hour workday schedule. On the other hand, in the knowledge economy with knowledge workers, it's it's a little more difficult mm. to to make that kind of assertion that uh, we're going to look for various targets because the creativity that can come along with a six-hour workday um, may not be able to adequately be quantified or measured so that they can provide that target, as you mentioned. Well, thank you very much for helping us along and providing a little extra food for thought, Dr. Clayton. Thank you so much for having me this morning, Alex. Likewise, Dr. Russell Clayton from St. Leo University. And I, what is also striking out of that, if anyone wants to get involved in this discussion, you can text us pounder sharp 1013 for 51 per message but obviously if we were to try to implement anything like this in Korea we are already working the longest hours in the OECD we're far from being the most productive in the OECD how can we get rid of this culture where the boss is king and what the boss does everybody else has to follow regardless of actual performance in that sort of situation people naturally slow down they naturally put things off can we not do something culturally rather than looking at this purely from a legislative perspective. You can also email us, efmthismorning at gmail.com.